Your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make it feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Post game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smith. You're listening to the Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. And with, listen, I when I said, <laughs> when I said be on the lookout next week, I, I, st- I still mean that. I did not expect to come on here for a second time this week, but similar to Alex, some things happened, and we were able to secure a guest that I don't know if you're new here, because I know we, we we probably gained some new subscribers and followers and stuff. So I don't know if you're going to remember this this guy or know who this guy is. So I'm really excited for, for those who are new to uh, bring him on and for those who do know who who he is uh, to uh, hear his story, because there there were some, some things that, that even I didn't know and you know know how I do my uh, research. But uh, before I bring on my guest, I want to thank you all for the support on the Alex Pavedo one-on-one. Fantastic. Uh, it, it was, again, I thank Alex. I wish him the best of luck. Uh, but that was that was tremendous. And so I appreciate that. Um, we're going to move the, the new series I teased during the Alex episode. We're going to move that back to next week. Uh, because we got a second one-on-one, uh, we can save that for next week. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by former University of Central Oklahoma, current Ed- Ed- Edmonton Elk running back TJ Roberts. TJ, thank you for taking time to talk to me this 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 morning. Uh, could you start by telling the, the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is TJ Roberts. Uh... From Phoenix, Arizona. I uh, graduated from Desert Vista High School in 2015. I played uh, my first two years of college ball at Mesa Community College out here in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Then that led me to Central Oklahoma, where I played my junior year. Then, unfortunately, due to COVID, I had to return home for my senior season. And now I'm in the CFL playing for uh, the Edmonton Oaks. So okay, now so you mentioned you went to junior college. What 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 was your JUCO experience like? Because I asked this question to anybody that I know went to JUCO, and I've heard varying to where they enjoyed it, they hated it, it was crazy. So what what was your JUCO experience like? Honestly, my JUCO experience, I, I enjoyed it. Honestly, it, I, it honestly helped me a lot. Being a young kid as an eighteen year old, I don't really think I was ready uh, maturity wise to be on a, a university yet, and I just think that it kind of molded me and helped me become the young man that I needed to be on and off the field. Uh, 
So like I said, yeah, I think I enjoyed my time in JUCO. I had a great coaching staff and uh, just being able to be at home. That was the one thing that I would say that was a little different about my experience. I wasn't at a dorm school. I was I was at home, so I was I was beyond comfortable. Then my head coach, I knew my head coach since I was a young kid. So like I said, it wasn't it wasn't really a, it was a great experience for me and it, it helped me out a lot. And yeah, I, I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed being the JUCO product most definitely. So how how did that familiarity with the with the with the coach and then being able to go home? How how, how big was that? Uh, do you think in your overall level of success there? Oh man, it, it was it was huge. It was huge, honestly. Just like I said, being a young kid, I wasn't all the way mature yet, and just having someone who like my, my head coach who who kind of stayed on me because he knew he knew me personally. Then being able to come home to that foundation of a family, I have a dad who was who's uh, very strict, and he didn't he didn't play any games, so he kind of let him. Uh, kept a fire lit under me the whole time. So, like, it definitely kept me focused. That was probably the biggest thing that I would say. Uh, and then, what, when looking at your at your stats at Juca, now, what, what amazes me is in six games your last year there, you had almost 1,000 yards and, like, eight touchdowns and, like, seven yards of carry. So, how okay, how are you able to do that? Because that's an insane stat line. Honestly, like, and, like, and this is the, in the most humble way possible. That was the first time I ever had uh, – like my coach, that was the first time I really ever felt like I got to be like a feature back. Like I always like look at my numbers compared to other starting running backs in conferences, and like they always would have double the carries or like I don't know. I just felt like I was I was very confident going into that year. I put in the work. I don't. I just I don't know. It was weird. It just like it seemed like all the cards kind of fell into the right place that year, and I was it was just one of those seasons, man. Now there was there was a highlight. I'm sure you remember this because when you uh when you start when you signed the usual Twitter page put it out, yeah. you leaped over a defender, Sorry. landed, <laughs> stiffed on the guy. <laughs> we put a touchdown. Now, I have to say, when I saw that, I turned the clip off because <laughs> there's nothing else I needed to see. What? Like how? Okay, so like in the in in the in the moment, did you just decide? I can hurdle this guy. Like, what, how, how, how do we how do we decide to so hurdle the man? Honest, the hurdle and stuff. Like, a lot of people ask me about this stuff too. To be honest, like, growing up, like that was something that like me and my dad actually work on a lot. Like, and like it's just kind of like a heat in the moment thing. Like, if you can't, if I don't feel like I have the leverage to go through him, or if I feel like he is coming too quick and I can't make a move, as soon as I kind of see that helmet go down, you just got to commit to it and. I seen that little window, so he put that head down, and I knew like, and I and I work on it like a lot, like I said, since I was a young kid. So I knew like the landing part wasn't gonna really be an issue. It was just kind of getting down fast as I could, and knowing that I was gonna have to break a tackle. And like I said, like a lot of it just comes from just I don't know. I just it was heating the moment. I just just made a choice, made a play. <laughs> Got to be a football player at the end of the day. <laughs> so, okay, so. When when you when you say that you work on the on the hurdles, like how how do you go about doing that? So the way we do it, so I will always do a drill. My dad would call it. It's kind of like a pace of the whole drill. So we'll pace through. We'll work our first ten, and then we'll make a move on a safety or backer. So, and then growing up, like I said, I was I was working with 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 guys who were older than me, and they were coming downhill so fast. And my dad just kind of taught me young, and like it's, and it was once I started kind of breaking tackles. You know, guys started going lower. So it was just a drill. Like he would have like a helmet, and like as soon as he would like tilt the, as soon as I would see the top, the crown come down, I would just work on just, just being explosive, getting over the guy, mm-hmm. landing, and I mean, 
reputation that honestly has paid off because like it's just something that's become so pretty like pretty easy uh, a part of my game. I don't know. It just no, no. My dad's a mad scientist when it comes to the running back. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> a lot of people to this day, like that's still like the one like football player that like a lot of people like bring up. So yeah, it's funny. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to forget that. Man. <laughs> the guy landed, recovered, stiffed on the guy, went for the touchdown. Like this cat's different. <laughs> okay, so after after that, and and your 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 big season there as the last year of JUCO, mm-hmm. what in what 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 then led you to decide that UCO was was where you wanted to transfer? To? So coming out, okay. So honestly, I wasn't even supposed to play that second year at, uh, in JUCO. To be honest, so coming out, I was I was committed to Louisiana Tech, and then I got like a last minute offer from TCU. But I was just advised on, uh, I was just giving some bad advice by an uh, advisor, and I took some classes that that didn't transfer to a D one program. Which, like, I mean, like, I was I was I was kind of upset at the time, but now that I'm older, like, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm where I want to be. But yeah, I was just giving some advice on some classes uh, to take, and none of them transferred to a D one. So I was kind of put into a bind in. Uh, I just remember sitting in that office with my dad and my head coach. He was like, yeah, like, because, like, and like I said, like, I locked in that last semester because, like, I wanted to get out after my first year of JUCO. I took, I want to say, 18 or 21 credits in one semester. So I knocked out all those classes. Then, uh, like, a couple of days before signing there, that's when I find out that I can't even sign to Louisiana Tech or TCU. So I have a, a meeting with my dad, my my parents, and my head coach. I mean, my coach is just like, you know what, man, just come back, play your uh, sophomore year at, and then JUCO, which will try to win a national championship. Then you can get the best D2 offers in the country, and you pick for where you want to go from from there. So uh, I did. I took that path. I went back. I played that year at JUCO. Like I said, that was the best. That's the best physical shape I, I've been in as far as football. I'm like, that was the best I ever felt at the time. So I come back. I play that second year. Then the season ends. And then after that, I get in contact with Coach Bobek and Coach Holland and just – the way they, they they believed in me and just like the the facilities and just the city that was where I felt like I would be the most comfortable. So that's how I ended up there. I went there. I want to say that I enrolled the spring of 2019. I want to say I forgot. I, I keep forgetting. The yeah, I think you signed in December. Yeah, yeah I, was, uh, I came in for definitely. I was there for winter condition and all that. So yeah. Now you okay? Like when you say you took 18 hours, how, how did you balance that? Because that that's all the hours. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do, if you want something, you. If you want something bad enough, you'll, you'll figure out a way to get it done. And like I said, I have a really good support system. So I would come home every day. I would go to football. Literally, I would go to – that was the one thing that was different for me in JUCO. A lot of my teammates, they had to work jobs to make ends meet. So I would go to football. Then after that, I would go to I would go to my dad's office. My dad would sit there with me. I will go through my schoolwork. I will come home, and I will sit here with my little sister. My little sister is a genius. She would sit here and help me for hours on end, and I would just – I will knock it out. I will chip away at it day by day. I got through it, and that was probably the most frustrating part with it, just knowing that I did all that work, and then they didn't, and it like I didn't kind of get the reward out of it. But like I said, everything happens for a reason, and I wouldn't change anything. Okay, so now I got to say, when you got to UCO, because uh, there was, I think there was like an open practice to scream or something like that. I couldn't make it, but people close that I knew of were like, bro, I'm telling you, this dude's the real deal. So, I, you know, coming into that Pitt State game, you had that touchdown run, and, and I, I have to say, in my five years of covering, probably the best touchdown run I've seen because you, like, juked all over the field and went to the this side and cut and stiff. How? Like, how do you do that? Because you made it look so easy, and I'm sure it's not. 
Like, how are you able to, to just do that with such ease? Just cop, being confident in what you're doing, man. I mean, playing football, I've been doing this since I was a kid. So it just it comes down to it just and coach, I'm like Coach Bubba, and I remember that play vividly too, because Coach Bubba came up to us. And he was like, he's like, bro, like we need we need somebody, somebody has to step up and, and get the ball rolling so we can get some uh so we can get the momentum going. So I just remember we called the outside zone and like the DN, that DN too was messing with me the whole game. He was chirping at me and stuff too. So I'm like, bro, I gotta make a play right now. I just remember the outside zone and I got everyone to fully commit because I, I got out. I got out really fast on my uh, on my initial like five yards. So I got everyone to commit outside. And like we kind of were taught to if it wasn't open outside, we look inside and we climb back. So as soon as I felt like I had everybody coming with me to the outside, I just put a foot in the ground, and made a couple guys miss and got to the crib. Yeah, because I got to say, that, that the mere section of the press box was, was silent. And I, very rarely has it been silent, but that... And then that was that was again. You, I think you all were down big at the half. You came back, yeah, you almost yeah, won it. Down and, almost, I want to say it was it was it was bad. It was bad going yeah. on. It was definitely bad. And then you went to I think it was was it Kearney the next it was Kearney the next week. Yeah. And you all went a close one there, but I think you had like your best game of the season rushing. You yeah, lost most hundred. And that that was a lot of people don't know too that the Kearney game I had. Tweaked my ankle so crazy. So, like, that's kind of where, like, where it started. And I was just muscling through the rest of the season. But, yeah, that Kearney game, I just remember they had this patch of grass that was so rough. And I, like, just stepped completely wrong and rolled my ankle. But, yeah, that was a fun game. I, I enjoyed that game. Those are my favorite type of games. Those hard ones where we, we, we fall back to running on the football. So, yeah, I enjoyed that game, too, though, most there. Okay, now I'm kind of glad you missed that. I was going to ask, it seemed like you were kind of not at 100% there the rest of the season. Nah, like well, how, like like how 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 much did the ankle affect you? So like I said, a lot of people don't even know. So I tweaked my I tweaked my one my left ankle originally. Like I, I was cool with that. So I I can produce like I, I played well for those next two or three games. But a lot of people don't know I was I was overemphasizing for to make up for that that road ankle. I was putting a lot of pressure on my right one, and I ended up rolling my my right one. And like I went to the doctor, so I played. It was those. It was. I played four or five games on two high ankle sprints, really, and I just. I, I. I don't know. It was just the competitor in me. I couldn't. I couldn't sit out. And I seen that my team needed me, so I tried to play. But yeah, I was playing on two high ankle sprints, honestly. And it was. It, it was. I ain't never been through nothing like that. But I mean, I just. I tried to figure out a way to get through it. But yeah, I was definitely not myself for like four or five weeks, man. And it, it, that was tough. That was a tough time for me. Wait, wait, two. Too high. Yeah, you can ask. You can ask anybody on the team. I would every day. I would go. I would go get taped. Then like I would go get like different ankle braces like every single week and stuff. And just I was just trying to figure out ways to get through it. But yeah, two, two, literally two high ankle sprints. And you can ask anybody on the team. They'll vouch for Okay, wait. So now, <laughs> now I wrote this down. So you like I've never, I've never came out and told nobody this stuff. But yeah, I, I was two, two high ankle sprints. Seriously. So okay, now <laughs> so after after week one, you won hundred percent. Some point you had two you had two ankle sprains, but you managed to run for ninety yards three times, and which you should with three and zero. You had back to back games with three touchdowns, and you averaged almost you averaged almost five yards a carry. Yes, sir. How? <laughs> like, how? 
adrenaline, 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 and just being a competitor, man. I just, like I said, I, I can, if I, if I feel like I can walk, I'm going to try to play. And that was my problem, honestly. I, I should have sat down for a week or two and just kind of tried to heal up, but I kept trying to get through it and I would keep putting myself back into that same position. But just being a competitor and just, I, I feel weird letting my teammates go out and, and work and me sitting down right here. Like, I really, I really go all out and deal with it at the end of the season. So that's what I tried to do. What I tried to do, excuse me. Okay. Well, all right. Well, um, that, that, okay. Well, well uh, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. With the, okay. Now you, you all scored 82 against Northeastern state. Now I have to ask, cause I, I asked your kicker, uh, I was, I was weird about that when he came on yeah. about how tiring it must have been for him. Yeah, no, Rocky was getting busy that day. <laughs> so, like, for you, like, have you ever been a part of, have you, have you ever been in a game where you were even close to scoring 82? Like, what was that? What was that post game like? Were you guys shocked? Did you expect it? Like, what, what was that? Uh, I mean, we we didn't, I mean, 82 points is absurd. Like, I can't, I can't say that we expected to come in and put, put up 82 points, but we, we, we were definitely looking to, like looking forward to coming in to scoring a lot of points, but eighty-two, we didn't think like anything like that. That's insane. That was fun, though. That was a fun game. <laughs> okay, so season ends. Twenty twenty starts. Then the pandemic happens, and then you opt out. What 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 led you to that decision to opt out? Man, honestly, that that was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. Like I said, like my teammates in Oklahoma, like to this day, like bro, I, still, I love those guys with all my heart, my coaching staff, just everybody, and just the work that we put in going in. Like that year, like it still kills me because like I was so excited about that senior season, man. We had we had such a solid team and guys who were emerging as leaders, and just kind of when that pandemic hit, it was just it was different for me more so too because like a lot of these kids, a lot of our teammates were guys who were from. Is that ping going off on here? Can you hear that? I can. Here, let me see if I kind of turn it off. That's annoying. But yeah, like I was saying, that that team, man, we had we had we had a, we had a solid group going into my to my senior year, and just kind of for me. So like, I was the only kid on the team, honestly, from the West Coast. Everyone else was pretty close drive home, or they were driving to Texas, and kind of just once I knew that we weren't playing football no more, it was just. And it wasn't really even me. I, I told I told Coach Bobick and all the other coaching staff, as long as I know that we're gonna get to play football at some point, I'm locked in. Like this is where I want to be. Uh, I'm getting ready for my senior year. Like I, I, at the end of the day, I just want to play football. That's all I wanted to do. So, then once they kind of got to the point where, where our hands were tied and they canceled the season, and like that, we, and we knew they were gonna shut the school and stuff down. I just kind of made that conscious decision for my family because, like I said, I, I have a mom back at home too, same way everyone else does. Who was very worried about everything, so I just kind of did what I felt was best for me. And like I said, I, I wanted to go back, but like it just it wasn't ideal for me. So when you came back home, day what, what what I guess because I, I think in your Instagram post you said you were you were opting out and then preparing for the draft. So like what what did your I guess your routine at that point become? Because since there was no more football, what 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 yeah. did your routine become at that point? Come, just came home, finishing school, and trying like, and it was crazy too because all of our facilities, like I was training at Fisher Sports, our facilities got closed down due to COVID and stuff. It was just like not, I didn't even get to do my pro day. Like it just got to a point where it was just really bad as far as like the pandemic and everything. But just it was kind of just kind of kind of trying to keep a clear mind and just 
juggle everything at the same time with that, like all the adversity that the world was throwing. But yeah, that, it was just a, it was a weird time period to be honest. Like it was just staying focused, trying to work out wherever we could. Like I, I'm not running around with all the other guys who are in the same position. We're trying to get our work in wherever we can. It, just, it was just weird because all the facilities were shutting down. Pro days were getting canceled. It was just, it was a weird time period, honestly. Yeah, you mentioned that. Now, like, how 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 big of an effect do you think that that had? Because, you, like I said, you weren't able to really showcase much outside right. of what you had on film. And, I, you know, come from a small school, there's always a knock. Uh, yeah. which, you know, I feel like it's unfair, but, you know, there's, there's, there's always that, that, that knock. Okay. So, like, how much do you think that affected your stock? Uh, I mean, like, I, I, I would hate to, like, put the blame on that, but I think it was, it was huge, honestly, for me. Like, yeah, it was huge just because I didn't, I didn't, especially coming from a, a small school, I didn't, I first, I, my, my senior, I lose my senior year. Like I said, that was probably the best, this is, that was the best offseason I've ever had to going into my senior year. So losing my senior year, then coming home, pro day getting canceled, just like those two in general right there, those were probably, those were huge. So yeah, I think it affected my stock I think, so, okay. I think if I would have got to play my senior year, like I think if everything would have went normal, I think I think things would have been a little bit differently. But like I said, I I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. And I'm I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be still. Okay, so that happens, the draft happens. What now, now take take me from at the point of where the draft ends right. and then you end up where you are now with the Elks. Okay, so yeah, the draft comes up. So, uh, so like it's my pro, so my pro, my pro day gets canceled. I go to the uh, to the college ground showcase down there in Dallas, Texas. I have a really good showcase. So like I actually get a, I get interest from a couple teams. So the draft comes up. I'm waiting for a phone call from a couple of the teams I talked to on day three because like obviously I knew my situation. And just once things didn't kind of work out, I just like I said, I'm not a I'm not a real big. I didn't want to like dwell on it too much or think about it. I just, I talked to my family. Then once I knew my family was still, they, I, once I knew that all my family still had the same amount of faith in me and that like everyone around me still wanted me to chase my dream and stuff. And like, my dad just walked in the back right now, as I was talking about earlier, I just kind of locked in for that last, that year and I got into the best shape that I could get in. And I just, my biggest thing was staying available and uh, staying locked in. And that's what happened. I mean, I just kept working. Then uh, I got connected through my JUCO coach. Actually, one of his uh, good buddies, Coach Maxi, coaches is one of our uh, defensive uh, defensive coordinators at MIT. So uh, he just got my film to him. Like I said, that was my biggest thing. I just needed someone to see my film and kind of give me a chance. So he got my film in front of him. Then he uh, he got with Chris Jones, our uh, head coach. And they liked my film and stuff. Then they put me on the spot. They wanted me to do a forty, a broad jump, and a, a vertical. So I did all that for him. Just to show him I was in shape and everything, and next thing I know, I signed. So now here I am. Now, what, what, what were you were you able to prep for that that forty, or did you did you just uh, go yeah, in there and just like run the run it? I was I was still doing everything. I was still working out every day, lifting, conditioning. So I didn't really need to prep for it. I just I had the opportunity, and I was like, all right, it's just make or break time. It's time to be an athlete at the end of the day. So that's kind of how it went. Now, as as a, as a running back, I'm sure you have to like that their field is bigger, gives you more room to maneuver and for more for more pitch state type of runs. Uh, so, what 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 do you what do you anticipate just from a, a rule standpoint, and just a difference in the in the U.S. game and the mm -hmm. Canadian game? 
What do you envision probably would be your biggest adjustment in from from that standpoint? Uh, honestly, just from what we've been practicing, a lot of the motions, but honestly, I like it a lot. It's a, it's a more of an advantage for the offensive guys, just getting used to the motions, a lot, a lot of the terminology that we got. But, I mean, it's football at the end of the day and coaching staff, so I'll, I'll be able to pick up on it quick. But, yeah, those motions, those motions, though, that was, that was, that was probably the biggest thing that was throwing me off at first. Um. Okay. So, you you so you're 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 also moving to to a, a new city and a new country. So, like, how how has that kind of gone so far? Like, ha, ha, has that kind of sunk in? Like, oh, I'm yeah. not gonna be you know like a couple of hours flights away. Now I'm gonna be in a whole different. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely sunk in. Uh, but like I said, I'm, this is this is what I asked and prayed for. So I'm I'm going into it with a positive mindset and I'm beyond excited. Um, like I say, I feel like God leads you to places for a reason. I'm just going down there with an open mind and I'm ready to learn and ready to ready to get better at what I love to do. Uh-huh. Okay. Um so what what would your goals be for the for the upcoming season? I mean I, I shoot for the stars. I'm looking to be Ricky of the year. I'm looking to just be a playmaker, man. I wanna I always take pride in coming in coming in and being that kid on the team who's a He's a spark plug. I want to want to show people how versatile I am as a football player. I mean, at Juke in JUCO and uh, in at UCO, I was kind of they didn't let me play slide and stuff and return just because they wanted me to focus on playing running back. That's something that uh, that I kind of take pride in. I want to show people more of um, another side of my game. Pretty much, I want to want to be a, a dynamic kick returner, punt return guy. I want to be involved in the pass game more, and I just want to I just want to be an overall a college football player, honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, well, okay. Uh, before I get you off here, I do this with every new guest, kind of like a get to know you type of type, type of thing. So, um, your yeah. favorite, your, oh. hello. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, your favorite sports team. Oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a Chargers fan. Oh, okay. Now you got to say it now. You, you got, you acquired some big, some big names, Khalil Mack and JC Jackson. We feel confident now in that division, though, because you got Russell Wilson's now in there. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs lost Tyree Gill, but they're still the Chiefs. Are you f- you feeling confident? That yeah, man. I'm thinking Super Bowl this year. I'm thinking Super Bowl for my guys. Oh, and that's going to be tough, though. Because <laughs> I mean, that's a, you know. Believe in Justin Herbert, man. You know, I think I think that we got the best team in the NFL this year. Just from a defensive standpoint, then we got – Oh, that's just my opinion. I'm a firm believer of Herbie, man. So I think we're Super Bowl already. I mean, I agree with the offense, but the defense was like like bottom five, yeah. though. I mean, that's, yeah. man. that's the thing. Now you got to realize we got Khalil Mack and Bosa coming off the edge. That's I mean, like that, then we got Derwin in the back. Like we we got we got some pieces, man. We got some pieces. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will see though. I'm just being optimistic. That's a tough division this year, though. It is. It is. But but so so we we are thinking that it's at least a playoff year. No, yeah, I'm definitely 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 <laughs> has. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um. Is it, okay. Your favorite. Uh, uh. Your favorite hobby outside of football. Favorite hobby outside of football. Man. Honestly, I like playing the video game. I get on the game with my guys. So, yeah, I'll probably say playing Call of Duty. Call of Duty or 2K. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, when you play 2K, who is your go-to team? Boston Celtics. 
Boston Celtics, and we're going to the NBA Finals. I just want to put that out there as well. Ooh. <laughs> See, as a Nets fan, it hurt me to hear you say that. We know what happened already. We don't got to do it. I'm not going to lie. Bro. <laughs> since, that, since that trade, brother. <laughs> yeah, we don't even got to get into all that. Oh, man. You know, it's it's been a rough, it's been a rough, man. It's been rough. Yeah, I've been, been, been trying to tell everybody all year. I'm like, listen, Boston Celtics are going to go to the finals this year, and I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. It just, it's our time, man. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you guys are good defensively, you know. Right, I mean, that's what I was going to say. That's, that's, we, we play good playoff basketball. That's what, like, we match up well with everybody, too. And I think if we get Milwaukee out of there, I just, I don't see nobody else. Honestly. Now, now, is the, is the Bucks? Is that a series that you think goes to seven, or, or do you think you all can 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 close it out? But before then, I'm thinking Boston is six. Six, okay, okay. No, nah, okay, seven. It's Giannis, like yeah. I oh my god, I just yeah. I hope we, I hope we do it in six because that game seven might give me a heart attack. But yeah, hopefully we get him out of there in six. Well, see, I feel like though you're kind of in that no win because. <laughs> Cause like, say you beat the Bucks, they're gonna say, "Well, the Bucks weren't at full strength; they didn't have Middleton." See, and then they're gonna be kind of getting into that whole thing that the just, Bucks had last year, where it's, it's like, like all the parts <laughs> happened to fall correctly for us this year, man. You can't be mad at us. You can't be mad for we. How you gonna blame them for that? The cards all correctly <laughs> for us this year. Well, no, right. I know. I'm just saying, though. But like, they're gonna say, "Oh, well, we don't know. They would have beaten them at full street." You know, you know how that whole narrative, narrative, narrative yeah, goes. Because yeah, the game was a bucks year. last year. <laughs> that, 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 that'll be a conversation for next year. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see here. Your favorite musical artist. My favorite musical artist. I would have to say either Lil Baby or No Cap. Right now, that's what I've been listening to a lot lately. So yeah, probably either Lil Baby or No Cap. Okay, okay. Uh let's see. Your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Honestly, I'm I love like all the old 90s sitcoms. Like Martin is probably still my favorite show, honestly, to this day. Okay. okay. Um favorite food. Mexican food. I can eat Mexican food literally every meal of the day. <laughs> okay, now are we are we a, are we a soft shell guy or a hard shell guy? I'm not biased. I'll take both of them. I'll take both of them. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so then what? Which which, which dish is your favorite though? That, that's probably the hardest question you ever asked me today, honestly. See, it just depends because some days like I might want some tacos and some days I might want enchiladas or something, but I'm I'm a taco guy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love tacos. So you gonna do anything big for Cinco de Mayo tomorrow then as far as that goes? Eat some tacos. Well, Cinco de Mayo is always like because my birthday is on May 7th, too. So like I, we, I usually just celebrate with my friends and we'll, we'll, we'll have a little get together. But yeah, I'm definitely going to eat some tacos tomorrow. Okay. Well, well, well uh, happy uh, early birthday, did. Appreciate okay. It. okay. All right. Um, okay. Now, I noticed when you were at UCO, all right, you you one of the guys that was dressed to the gills and the gear. And it changed some games. I noticed some games you had to look like little like little bottom sleeve with the little bands on the other side. And then sometimes you had the two little sleeves. So like what 
what goes what goes into choosing your game day swag? I guess. All right, this I know. Wow, like this is crazy. Okay, so it's crazy because like I always have like a dream like of game week, and like I would just wear wherever I have in my dream because like if I like if I play, especially if I play good in my dream, like I wake up like all right, like I gotta wear this this week. Like it's weird. Like that's literally like my exact thought process. Though, if if I don't have a dream, it just I wake up on game day and I'll just be like, uh, I'm gonna go with this today, and I'll just go wherever feels good, wherever feels right. But yeah, like that's crazy though. Like I really have dreams of like the game, and then like I'll just wake up and I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, in my dream, I have an arm sleeve, so like I gotta wear an arm sleeve this week. <laughs> Well, I, well, like the fact you're able to remember that though is impressive because like, I, I can't. You know, most people couldn't tell you what they dreamed about. That's not, no, and I'm dead serious. Like I'll have a dream about the game, and then if it's a dream, that, and if I play good, like I gotta, like obviously, like God is telling me, like, hey, like, you might want to wear this because, like, this is what's in store. So, like, you know, that's 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 how it goes. Okay, so 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 which 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 um I guess outfit do you feel like? has been your your best so far in your career. Like you could say like that, that was the peak of my uniform right there. Uh, I don't know. Anything I feel like and like I'm superstitious. Like I'm very super and people like you can ask anybody. Like I, I don't like wearing black accessories. I feel like every time I wear like wear black, I play bad. And but it's when like I wear like the little double, like the little Nike armbands, like the two little ones on my wrists on mm-hmm. in my arms. I feel like those are like I always play good. Like I'm the most comfortable in that, and like that's just kind of like my like like my stamp, like go to game swag. But yeah, like that, like but that's funny that you asked that because like I'm very superstitious with that stuff. Okay, okay, and then alongside that, do you have any pregame um, rituals or routine that that yes. you normally do? Yes. <laughs> yes. So I get. I have to. I have to take a shower in the morning. Like I have to, I have to get up and I have to shower. I listen to music for like an hour in my room, like and like I can't be bothered. Like if somebody like calls my phone or anything, like like I can't talk to nobody. Like I need that hour to myself. So I, I do that. I wake up, I shower, give me a good hour of music in. Then after that, like it, it just depends. Like at UCO, so we would have to be at the locker room early. So like I would go to get like like it was this uh, little breakfast spot that I used to always go to. I don't know how I just forgot the name of it. Lord Jesus. So I would either go there if I was in Oklahoma, but at home we have this place called, what is it, Einstein. So I would always go to Einstein's, go get me a little strawberry banana smoothie, little, little egg sandwich, and I'd be on my way. But yeah, those are like my three go-to. And then I always lay out like my game day stuff on the floor like a little kid. Okay. Now, when we when we come to music, is it like a set playlist that you have that you listen to every game, or, or do you do you change it up? It, depend, it depends on the week. Like I said, like, like some like I have weeks where like I would literally listen to the same artist all week, so it just depends on the vibe for the week. But most of the time on game day, it's gonna probably be some little baby. I was deaf. Okay, okay. And, and do you have a, a, a go-to song of his that that you always have to listen to before the games? Yeah, either the freak that freestyle or he has this this song called Dreams to Reality. That's 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 the one that usually gets me right. Okay, okay. Um. Well, okay. Uh, I guess before I let you go, you you have a I don't know. You have a a, a message to UCL fans as as and um, you know about uh, 
your your time there and 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 what they can expect from from you as you begin your CFO uh, career. Time, man. UCO is I, I, it's a special place in my heart, man. I love that school to death, and like I said, I wish I would have got to finish my time there. And I definitely plan on coming back to see some of my guys ball this year. But yeah, no, I love I love the fans. I love the city. I love the campus, and we definitely go chose, man. Go oh. chose, baby. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, TJ, I, I appreciate you taking time this this morning to come talk to me. Uh, you're, you're you're always welcome back on, and um, I'll speak for probably all of us that you know we're wishing you the best of luck up up there in uh, Canada, and I, I hope they have some some of your games on TV. This I, week. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll get you the links if I got to. We got the little TSN network where they they always got everything streamed, just like the Canadian version. Yeah, and then because uh, ESPN is kind of skimpy there as of as of late on showing like the regular season games, yeah. so you know, I'm hoping we we get you on there on TV, and then uh, oh, hopefully, I guess once you finalize the jersey, I'll, I'll be trying to order one of those at least the caps. Yeah, so uh, yeah, but um, so like I said, any 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 time you want to come back on, you're more than happy to. But if you need me, just let me know. I'll be here. All right, TJ, sure. I I, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. What's up? I appreciate you having me this morning. All right. Thank you, TJ. So, again, I want to thank TJ for coming on, taking time out there before he has camp. I think camp starts, I guess, around like the 17th or the 20th uh, because the CFL draft was indeed last night. So, I think TJ becomes, at least in my time, the fourth Bronco to uh, get a shot in the CFL. There was Justin Stewart. Uh, JT Looper, Josh Crockett, who I think is currently playing in Mexico, and now uh, TJ is, is up there. So I uh, wish TJ the best of luck. Like I said, hopefully uh, we can bring him back on at some point during the CFL season. I know it is a very long, long season, but that makes three Broncos now playing sports across the league. So always, always good to see. Uh, but like I said, we should be back next week with two videos. Also might do another vlog. We got, I got a pretty good response to that first vlog video, uh, even though there wasn't really much in, 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 in way of content on that, on that, on that video, but it's definitely one of the more popular videos uh, in terms of likes and, and stuff. So, uh, we're going to definitely do that. Like I said, we should have another one-on-one unless things things change. Then we'll have the start of that other series probably Friday. Probably next Friday. So uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.